Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings and welcome to episode 18 of the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a group of content creators a microphone and an audience. I am Jeremy and with me to help deliver in the Christmas shenanigans is my good friend Jesse. How are you, sir? It's Christmas! <laughs> it is Christmas. <laughs> oh, Scott, it, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. I have a two-week break coming up. I'm excited. We're going to Disney World. It's just going to be a nice, relaxing two weeks and I cannot wait. Uh, I wish I could say, Sam, I'm, I'm unfortunately working. Oh, it's all good, man. You got to make that money, right? No, I, I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to make that money. I just want to take a nap. Like, fuck it. Got to make money for those pizza rolls, yo. Do I haven't had pizza rolls in forever. That's how, like, much my diet has changed. Oh, wow. Are you eating like an adult now? Are you eating, like, salad and... I'm making my own food. I'm <laughs> doing, like... I'm like, oh, I have some curry now. I made some curry. Oh, nice. And it's like pretty much like I come home. It's like I just want to eat something. That's not pizza rolls. What's that quote from Big Daddy? I wipe my own ass. Yeah, pretty much. I wipe my own ass. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. No, it's yes. Chalky milk and nuggets now. Yes, chalky <laughs> milk and nuggies. All right. <laughs> nuggies and rolls. Nuggies, man. Yeah. No. No. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to a nice. Um, you know, peaceful time with my family and we're just going to relax, play some video games. I've got a whole slew of video games. I'm looking to knock out over the next couple of weeks, hopefully. So yeah. Oh, same. Oh, did you went to see star Wars last night? Didn't you? I did go see star Wars last night. I saw the early, the first showing at 6 PM. I saw the first one. And how was it? Well, without spoiling too much, which I'm not even going to say much is go see it. I, I recommend it. I, okay. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. You know, I think that's one of the hard things is a lot of the critics are saying some bad things about it, but you got to kind of consider the source. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, go see it. Just go see I'm it. Gonna, yeah, I'm in that same boat too. It's like where people just need to stop being like super like harsh on movies and go see it. You know, have fun. It's like it can be a dumb movie. It can be a great movie. Let's have fun during it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're in that day and age to where the harsher a critic is, the more clicks they get. And yeah. that's not doing any of us a favor but themselves. And it, it's just frustrating. I mean, the same thing with video games, same things with TV, you know, the same thing with shoes. It's just really frustrating. So I totally disregarded all the critics. I didn't even really read any reviews. All I heard, somebody was telling me that it was getting kind of slammed. And I said, you know what? I don't care. 
I still want to see it. You know, I am still super excited about it. I do not care. And you know, at the end of the day, if I enjoyed it, that's all that matters. Exactly. And your money is well spent. Exactly. And I'm going to go see it again, actually, this weekend with a buddy of mine. So we're going to go see it Jesus, twice. you freaking nerd. So take, take that, you critics. Because now that I saw it, I have a list of things that I want to see if I can find any Easter eggs in the movie. Um, because there okay. were rumors, there were, there were all these rumors swirling around it. And so me and my buddy were nerds. We wrote a list of these things that we heard rumors about and potentially, uh, you know, you know, verified that we're going to go through and we're going to see if that's really the case. So very interesting movie though. I really, I highly recommend it. I think it was a great movie. And on that, yeah. that was kind of the big news of this week with, you know, with the few things, but let's just dive right into the other news of the video game worlds. Every week, we like to look at the news going on in our amazing video game world. So let's time for some Arcade Raiders news with Burger. Welcome to Arcade Raiders news, guys. Let's hit a little bit news this week. <sighs> well, we're all looking for that gaming advantage, that one thing that puts over the edge. And honestly, we have way too much as it is. Gaming gloves, gaming glasses, pills, controller grips, any drinks of any size, shape, flavor, insertion, method. And let's face it, it's too much. Needless to say, the next thing that no one's asked for is from our good friends at Puma. That's right, the team that make sporting gear. Puma's hope that you will fork up $105 American for a pair of gaming socks. Active gaming footwear, they say. And, well, they say it's created for console gamers in mind. The gaming sock is the first edition active gaming footwear designed for indoor and arena use. It delivers seamless comfort, support, and grip so gamers can adapt to different activities gaming modes, and game at their best. What the actual hell? Honestly, do I need a sock? No, no, I don't need socks. No, I'm doing, I'm playing games. I'm sitting my big ass down, I'm playing games. This is just mind-boggling, like, really? Why? Why? It's, it's really strange. I think... Video games are so big. There are so many of these esports celebrities that are coming out of the woodwork that are, you know, making these multi-million dollar deals that I think every company on this earth wants to have their fingers in this in this esports and video game and streaming industry. And Puma is just another example of it. You know, between like you said all the energy drinks and all the gamer glasses and all that stuff, you know, it, it, if you think about it, it all kind of started with all these gaming chairs. You know, there was all these great gaming chairs. And then now all of a sudden you got these gaming glasses and energy drinks. And like you said, and I think it's just their way of dipping their toes into the into the esports and gaming world. What really shocked me on this was the the saying designed for indoor and in arena use. Who's do, gonna do, see my socks? Do they when I'm play when I'm who Show feet? Yeah. Do, actually, my feet now? What? Do they think? I, I don't know. I just think it's weird. I, I guess there's a need, but one of my thoughts is, of course, they're probably going to go after a couple big names to, to promote them, and then they'll be huge. Then every kid will want a pair of gaming socks. And, you know, they also said they have these modes. You can uh, – different active gaming modes. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
you either sit or stand in socks or you run or walk. Like, I don't know what modes you're hoping to activate here, but it was just kind of silly. But I see it as a way for them to dip their toes, no pun intended, you know, to dip their toes uh -huh. in, into the into the world of making money off this esports and streaming thing. I, I look for the next six months, you'll have some big name. I probably would assume probably some big esports name, maybe League of Legends or Counter-Strike person that will be promoting these. You're probably going to see... You know, a uh, you know, liquid team liquid or team solo mid uh, emblem on the side of them or on the bottom, I'm sure. So it'll it come, just, you know, it just seems like a waste of freaking money. Oh, it is. And I was trying to, I was trying to think what active game mode would I be in? And the only <laughs> thing I think about was VR. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I think about. Like, you know, you're walking around a little more, you know, but you're not like, you know, like. Like, diving down as fast as you can. Like, no, you're fucking taking your time because it's VR. You don't want to break your $900 thing, you know? The only mode I can see is sitting mode engaged with my feet propped up, which then I don't need them on, you know? Exactly. So, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's weird, but it's interesting to see all these, all these businesses and stuff. I thought it was also interesting that that was, I think it was the same day or maybe shortly after that uh, Adidas, Adidas, sorry, announced their contract with uh ninja and those new uh the new ninja adidas shoes that are actually coming out at the end of this month i believe so i thought that was interesting so now we're seeing shoes and socks and i don't even know what's going to be next i'm sure it's going to be you know like buy plugs. buy <laughs> i was going to say toilet paper you know ninja toilet paper or wipe what, your wipe your ass face. like an esports player <laughs> make Two those hands. make those snipes like ninja does um, By wiping sir? your ass properly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure it's going to be something like that, you know. But it's fine. Uh, we 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 mock, we jest. We're not serious, you guys. So don't freak out. Um, but no, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what companies come further come out of the woodwork to to dip their hands and try to get a piece of that pie. And that piece of that pie is slowly getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I just think this is so obscured. I was like. Where's your target demographic? Like, who's going to be like, I need gaming socks for that slight edge? Yeah, no. My son would say, hey, I need these socks. I'd be like, uh, no. You can go mow 20 lawns to get those socks. I am not paying for them. That's ridiculous. But me and you know, we understand what these things are. And then it's just some, you know, it's just, it's pointless. But a lot of parents don't know that this is pointless. And they'll go, okay, honey, you know, and okay, great. Those are cool. But, you know. Oh, no. I just don't even want to fit me because I'm a giant at this point. <laughs> Do you have a size 21 in these? It's size 16, you racist. <laughs> Not everything's 21, God. <sighs> but let's uh, go to the next story here. If you couldn't tell by that last story, it's going to be a slow news week. Well, Apex Legends is going to have a global series now. Oh, my God. Now, let's cover the basics. Prize pool about $3 million with four majors. The first three are going to be 100, 100 three-man teams, so 300 players, fighting for a share of half million, with 100 grand going to the winners. While the fourth one, the big daddy, the great daddy of them all, the best six teams of those mixes will battle for $1 million, with the winners winning close to $200,000. To me, this sounds like kind of a low amount of money, because we're adding $3 million, but... I assume eventually when it gets sponsorships evolved and like 
more fame because she had bigger prize pool. I don't know on but, this one. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Like it, you're right, it does it does seem a little low compared to what the other people are paying, but um I think you're right. I think we'll see sponsors and stuff jump in on this, so it might go up. Plus they're going to make money just by being there and wearing those jerseys and stuff too. So yeah. even though you think about $200,000, that's not change, you know. That's a pretty nice that's a pretty nice chunk of money there um to see all this. I think people are we're, we're, I feel like with these first-person shooter esports things, it got really popular really fast. Nobody knew what the hell to do with it. You know, nobody knew, well, how much is this kid worth? Or how much is this team worth? You know, how much is this game going to net us? I really still think that they don't know how to spend their money. It just it just seems weird because it's so new. You know, sometimes, you know, a prize pool might be $1,000, and the next time you do it, it's $200,000. So I don't think we have a definitive it's definitive like i guess the amount or definitive rules it's it's just weird to me it's just very very weird well still like esports still like that new thing for us americans what what we know so far you know yeah and we're trying to figure out like where exactly you know it's going to place overall like we look at i'll bring up our one the international which is dota yeah like they pretty much sell us off the side now they're getting sponsorships as well. So they're making like, like the prize would have like $14 million, so on and so forth, and oh, they keep geez. rising every year. Oh yeah. my gosh. But Dota's not as big here in the States as it is, you know, in the East. Yeah, it's not as big in the States. Yeah. But it's like, in Europe, it's like, top dog. I mean, love of God, there's a freaking like, techno trance song all about Dota. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, but you know, but, if you're good enough to earn that money, go for it. You know, make that money it. now. Make that money now. But like I tell, you know, even my son and the kids that want to be professional like esports players, I'm like, hey, make that money. But just know when you're done, you can't live off two or $300 in Twitch money a month. So you're eventually going to have to get a job. <laughs> uh, you know, unless you're one of the lucky small percent that do this and then end up being like an announcer or a shoutcaster or end up getting a job with one of the companies that they play games for, which that's a very small percent. I'm sure it is a very small percent. Like I think like a few of them, like Shroud was part of the whole like mix that came from esports, same as Ninja, but you know, they're actually really good at the game. And then it had like really good, like, you know, off stage presence. Yeah. I think, I think and it's, yeah, we'll see. And, yeah, that's a big thing. But uh, let's go to our last story. Hey, speaking of Ninja, I can't believe he's following my news again. What we say, Ninja? Get out of my news. Oh, I love now, you, Ninja. Uh, we love you, Mr. Sheer Man. Uh, what do you do, Burger? Well, I'll hold back your angry tweets and your pitchforks. Well, unless you're a certain fanboy of movies. We know that Mr. Fortnite himself is, you know, amazing. And also, Fortnite got a lot of Star Wars stuff. Trust me, no, that was the only thing at the top of the game awards, so, uh, well, good boy Ninja Stringer Pants is going to be streaming with the famous, the awesome, the Womp Rat shooting, sky flying, lightsaber wielding, Jedi Master, Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, and this, he does stream this on Thursday, so, Mark Hamill has played Fortnite with Ninja. Yes, did you watch it? I did not watch it. Did you watch it? I watched like the 10 minute recap and it is so goofy. Uh, is Mark Hamill like doing his Joker voice the whole time? Like, ooh, ninja. No, but it was just so silly to watch Mark Hamill 
play, <laughs> just more, watch Mark Hamill play Fortnite. Obviously, not knowing what he's doing or you know what's going on, but it's real funny to watch Ninja explain the interface to him and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, it's like your dad and like your. It's like if you're playing games, your dad. Yeah, exactly, or your grandpa. It really is. Um, I think it was just cool for him just to sit there, you know, and him to be able to play that game with freaking Mark Hamill. I mean, that's like picking a Drake for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd rather play with Mark, oh, Mark Hamill than Drake, yeah. Oh, same end of the week. Yeah, but it was it was, it was was pretty neat. It was pretty silly. Um, I, I don't know. If you get a chance to watch the video, go back and watch the video. You can tell Mark Hamill's having a good time with it. He's having really – he's having fun. He's learn, He's really kind of learning – what Fortnite is, and even he makes it, you know, comment at the end. He's like, you know what, this is something that I kind of might want to play more, you know. And so it, it was kind of cool to see that and to see somebody, you know, Luke Skywalker basically playing Fortnite. I still like as Joker, but that's just me. I, oh yeah, he's one like, of the best Jokers. Oh, he is one of the best Jokers. He is one. He is the best Joker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. I'm sorry, everyone else. Best Joker right there. Yes, I agree. He does amazing. I love his voice for it too. It's like, oh. But enough about fanboy about Mark Hamill. We can do that anytime we want to. Let's talk about the free stuff. Guys, if you haven't picked up from last week's news, Epic is doing 12 days of free games, which is nice. So uh, I think we're doing this on Friday. Tower of Fall Extension is now free. Yesterday was... Into the Breach, I believe it was. Yes. So, yeah, look forward for fresh new games on Epic today and next couple days. I think that's a great idea. Can we talk about that real quick? I think that's a cool oh, idea yes. to do the 12 Days of Christmas because Epic, they're giving some really good games. Towerfall Ascension is a really pretty fun game. Um, and then, of course, um, Into the Breach is a fantastic game. It's actually one of the top indie games of last year. So oh, it's you, so hard, but it's so fun. It's good. It's interesting. It's really pretty cool. And I'm just kind of curious to see what the other games are. I, I like that they're not really telling you. I don't think they're telling you. It just says coming they're soon not. with a question mark, which is pretty neat. But yes. I like that. That's like a whole like, okay, what are we going to get, you know? Yeah. Get your free games, kids. 12 of them. 12. 12 oh, of them. Plus, they're also doing, if you have an account, you can get a $10 coupon. Oh, trust me, I'm gonna blow that tonight. Yeah, so you get a ten dollar coupon. Uh, I think you have to purchase something that's at least fourteen ninety nine. But yeah, yeah, fourteen ninety nine. Yep. But dude, ten dollars off—that's a free ten bucks. That's really cool. Like right now, yeah. if you wanted to get uh, Control, which is forty dollars and nineteen cents, it's thirty dollars and nineteen cents for one of the top games of the year. So I definitely recommend checking out what they have on sale. It's pretty nice. Definitely. I mean, check what you want. Get some good stuff. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And also, your sales going over the place too, like Steam. I think Humble will start up soon. I know Origin has one going on. So, we're in the middle of that whole like, you got some Christmas stone gift cards? Let's blow them real quick. So, not really free games, more like deals. Yeah. But that's it for the news this week, guys. We'll see you next week 
for more crap my desk. All right, friends, this is a segment of the show in which we take a letter or note from a gamer out there and discuss their question or topic. So let's pretend this week that we are pulling a letter from Santa, one of Santa's little followers or minions. And this one is from... They're called elves, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> this is from a nice little elf. Dearest Arcade Raiders, what were your top five games of the year and what was your biggest letdown of the year? That is an amazing question, and I'm so glad you asked that. Jesse, top five games, and then your biggest letdown. Okay, so I had to think about this a little bit, because, like, what could be up there? Because this year has been pretty, it's been full of games, full of games. Let's be clear with that. Uh, I start with Outer Worlds, because, let's face it, that's, like, a great RPG. Like, that was what Fallout 4 should have been. Right. And I, f- I play the hell of that. I haven't beaten it because my game got corrupted. I'm going to try it again because I want to do it again, you know? Yes. Might as well. Uh, I put Slay of Spire on my second because I always like to put any game somewhere on the list. And this one was actually, like, the one I spent the most time in. Like, I was constantly doing runs. Like, okay, I do a different run this time. Do it better. Home for better cards. RNG. And it's like... The game does not even stop, and it's like, oh, so fun. I love that game. I'd recommend to anyone that wants to play it. Uh, number three spot, I got to put Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, this is what we wanted. It's a good single-player game where you just have lightsaber battles. I'm fine with it. I think it's a great game. Worlds are amazing. Uh, four, I had to go way to the indie vault here and pick... And it picked out Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. If you guys remember that, I played a hell of this game when, it, when I first got it. And uh, whew, it was up there. And I haven't even stopped playing it. I've, I'm still doing New Game Plus right now. Trying to find all those secrets. And that is a great successor to um, Castlevania. The old Castlevania games that are all like, Oh, hey, go over here and find this item. Oh, you can't progress yet? Oh, come back here later. Like, okay, sweet. Yay. I love Metrovanias. I'm just saying right now, like, downright respect for those. And finally, uh, fifth game, Resident Evil 2. I mean, we got a great, a great remake of what Resident Evil 2 would be like today. And not just like a whole, like, like oh, make it look pretty. Like, let's make it like HD. Like, no, like, make it look better. They did make it look better. They made it creepy. And it's fan fantastic. I know, like, you've enjoyed it too, Jeremy. Yeah, I loved it. And finally, my biggest letdown. Oh, you know what it is. I haven't forgotten, Koei. I forgot what you did to me and my wallet. Marvel Ultimate Lines 3, screw you. <laughs> I knew Just you screw you. Saying. You had one job, and you fucked it up. But they have some okay, nice expansion Jared. characters coming out. They have Gambit, but it's like <laughs> I'm debating on picking up just for Gambit. It's like, do I really want to get, get it just for Gambit? I'm like, no, I can I can go without Gambit. I don't really need Gambit. Yeah, you don't. Then I got to replay the game. I don't want to replay the game at all. It was boring. Yeah. It was it was just dumb AI, dumb everything, and dumb everything all around. Jeremy, tell us your wonderful list of your top five of the year. Well, um, I had a pretty good year playing video games. I actually got to play a lot of games that came out this year. 
Uh, I've kind of in between started doing, you know, the backlog, but I've really tried to keep up with a bunch of games this year. There's only a handful that I haven't played at all. So my number five was Devil May Cry 5. I thought Devil May Cry 5 was amazing. It was hilarious. It was such good combat. It was over the top, and I loved it. I loved the new characters and kind of how they kind of meshed and melded together. It was really good. I, I want to see more from that franchise. I, I would like to see a longer campaign, but all in all, I thought the game was fantastic. Number four was Fire Emblem Three Houses. That game there it is. was like a long slog, but it was good. The, the, the cast was good. The voice acting was great. The characters were really good. It's definitely one of those games that you can play at least three times, you know, because they're the three houses. I, I highly recommend it to anybody that has a Nintendo Switch. If you want a game that's still 60 bucks, that you will definitely potentially get maybe a couple hundred hours out of. It is definitely Fire Emblem Three Houses. It could You could go a long time. The depth was there. I like the strategy part. really made me think at some points to go, okay, I've got to think about it this way or I've got to approach things this way or use terrain or whatever. But it was a really good strategy RPG. I really, really enjoyed it. Number three was Greedfall. I thought Greedfall... Of yeah, I thought Greedfall was the sleeper hit of the year. I'm really disappointed it didn't get any nods on anything because it was a really thoughtful story. The story was very thought out. The The environments were really good. The voice acting was tremendous. And the, the music was top-notch, in my opinion. That's another one of those games that you could play through a couple times and really kind of play different play styles all the times. I enjoyed it. Really good story. I know a lot of people out there have enjoyed it. A lot of people you know, kind of called it like a Tier 2 type of game, which is fine. Um, but it was really good. It was janky, but it was I thought it was really entertaining and very valuable. And it wasn't even... You, I think you can get it now for like under 30 bucks. So if you haven't played it, I definitely encourage that. Number two was Outer Worlds. I love the Outer Worlds. It's definitely a 30-hour romp that you can do an RPG in about 30 hours. It does get easier the further you go along. Playing on different play styles or different uh, you know, um, difficulties was really nice. You could definitely play it several times. The story was great. The characters were fantastic. And, and in the end, it, yeah, like you said, it was definitely a Fallout game that we deserved. And uh, now it's just up to Bethesda to see if they can you know, take theirs up a notch and compete with what was absolutely amazing. And of course, my number one game of the year was a game that many people were like, you're crazy. How is that your game of the year? And it was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm really glad to see that this game was not a letdown. I think the story was good. Music was good. Voice acting was good. The, the, between kind of the filler story between movies and, you know, comics and books and whatever was really good to have. I liked Cal Kestis. I think he is definitely a um, a character and a Jedi that could potentially creep up in later canon, which I'm excited to see. But I really liked that you got to see kind of a different look at the, um, the you know, the Stormtroopers and after, you know, Order 66 was executed. And so I thought that was a really cool way to... Give, give some more life to Star Wars. I really enjoyed it. I've played it almost two times now at various difficulties, and I really like the puzzles. So that was actually my game of the year, and it wasn't even nominated for a potential game of the year because it was too late in the review cycle. But I definitely feel like it deserves some love, but it'll get washed out next year. Probably won't see any love at all. I loved it. Mm -hmm. 
Totally will. Yeah. My biggest letdown of the year was a game that I was so excited for because I loved the first two, and I was so excited to see some more additions to this world. I was really excited for this. But once again, Bethesda has let me down. Wolfenstein Youngblood was awful. That game pissed me off because of how bad and poorly the maps and everything were designed. I played it for three hours with Dr. Level Up, and we both went, this is the worst game I have ever played. It was bad. There was It, it was boring. The story was boring. Uh, the carnage was not fun at all. You know, usually like in those Wolfenstein games, like it's fun. It, it, it culminates in something really cool with some little cutscene or something. Not at all with Wolfenstein Youngblood. I, that's the game that I would highly recommend you don't play. Um, but that's, again, that's just me. But it was my biggest letdown of the year, and I would not spend money on it. Go red box it or borrow it. Definitely don't spend money on it. Wait till it goes free on freaking Epic, probably, because, you know. Oh, Epic or possibly even Game Pass. I guess, Home Bundle, probably, too, yeah. Yeah, if, if it goes on Game Pass and you want to check it out, you know, of course... I would say, you know, if, if you're a huge fan of Wolfenstein, but check it out and tell me what you think about the disappointment because it was very, very, just very big letdown. It made me sad. And that, those are our top five games of the year. Let me ask you this. Yeah, I mean, what game are you looking forward to the most next year? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, excellent. Um, Cyberpunk's on the list. Um I know Final Fantasy VII is on your list somewhere. Yes, Final Fantasy VII for sure. Um, we got a lot coming out next year. Yeah, uh, it's hard to think because uh, we got like all this new consoles and stuff with that. I know there's that. What was that? Was it Gods and whatever from uh, Ubisoft? I forget what it was. I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, I forget the name the of Greek it. one. Yeah, yeah, I forget the name of it. Um, I'm actually looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, that'd be a good one. I think it's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait to see that game. They've been really been pumping that game, and I think it's it's going to be good. So, oh, dude, Man Eater. Oh yeah, Man Eater, the shark game. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I want to be the shark, man. That's going to be the most ridiculous game, but I bet I bet it's a hit. Like Untitled Goose Game, I bet Man Eater will be the hit. We'll be like that one indie hit. That you know, there's always one indie hit. Like Goose Untitled Goose Game was this year. So there's always going to be one indie hit. I bet Man Eater is is going to be somewhere on that list. It will. It will be somewhere. Not quite sure yet, but it'll be somewhere. Yeah. All right, friends. That was our top five games of the year and our biggest letdown. Please reach out if you have a question you want us to answer on our podcast. We'll definitely address it and give you some credit for it. We'd greatly appreciate that. All right. Each week, we like to discuss the games that are tickling our funny bits. This segment is one of our favorite, and it gives us a chance to talk about the games old and new that we are both playing or tickling our funny bits. Jesse, you're first. Well, I've been playing Oriental Blind Forest finally. I'm finally putting the work into it. I'm going to beat it because the new one's coming out soon. And I don't know. It's on my list, and I love those Metroidvanias. I've been talking about Like, I love that stuff. And then it's it's still beautiful and it's still amazing. That's the only Metroidvania uh, game like that that I have ever put thought into. And Ori and the Blind Forest is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. It is freaking beautiful. It's the game that Nala played at the wife's home because she played the first like 10 minutes at 3 a.m. She came rushing to the bedroom, woke me up going, 
you didn't tell me that thing dies. Like, <laughs> you didn't tell like, me I was going to cry. One thing. Like, what are you doing? I'm playing Ori. Like, you're playing Ori at 3 a.m.? Why, why'd you wake me up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kids, don't play Ori late at night. Play it during the day yeah, when you have time to you'll cry. cry. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing SteamWorld Dig 2, which is kind of like my whole, like, eh, I'm just doing it for achievements. I'm going to run through it. Yeah, it's a good game. I, uh, yeah, I did a review I'm enjoying of that it. game. Yeah, I did a review of that game from uh, Image and Form. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. And then uh, I got into the pre-alpha of the Rift Breakers. Yeah. Oh, dude. And yeah, we need to top this game. This game is freaking amazing. It's pretty fun. It's like... I don't know. It's kind of like Command and Conquer to me. But, you know, with... Like they are billions, I think that's the name of the game. Yes, they are building. They are billions. I put like they are billions. I put a little bit of like, well, command and conquer because he has all the kind of skill tree like that, and a little bit of like hack and slash. I was like, okay, I'll deal with this. Yeah, Just, I can mess with this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's what I've been playing and tickling my funny bits. Jeremy, what is tickling your funny bits? Um, like you, the Rift Breaker. Rift Breakers. Yes. I, I checked it out. I really like it. My stream liked it. One of the cool things about they, it is there's mixed they integration. They need to add multiplayer. They need to add multiplayer. Yeah. But again, alpha, oh. you know, like you said, it's alpha. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's just a few complaints I have about it. But again, it's alpha. It's early. It's very early. Yeah. I like it. I think the story's kind of cool so far. I'd like to see more where they're coming from. I got all the way up into the last, the last thing you got to do. And basically, it's you got to protect your base. Yeah. I, I, Same here. I tried it twice and couldn't win. Like, I could not easy? win. Were you on easy? No, I was on normal. Oh, sh- I got my ass right on easy that way. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm all stacked up. We got mobile balls. <laughs> all of a sudden, you get this huge freaking, I don't give a fuck yeah. what happens, and it's regular stuff. It's like, oh, really? It's like this giant Zerg. It's crazy. I But I like it. I thought it was good. It's, you know, it's a little StarCrafty, a little Command and Conquer-y, and then the hack and slash part of it. But you really have to kind of be on your toes. Like, it's constant attacks from mobs but again the mixer integration like so every so often it announces there's attack coming so you get some time to kind of prepare yourself but one thing i like to mixer integration is once the attack starts it gives your your chat a chance to either help you or hurt you and the other night when i played with my chat everybody helped me every time because they saw how difficult it was they were like man this game's super difficult we're gonna help you because you probably can't handle this I was like, for one, thanks guys. Uh, but number two, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty cool little game in alpha. I really dug it. Until they actually put acid rain on me. Oh yeah, that was a bummer. Oh, that sucked. Uh, the next one I started one today actually. I started Disco Elysium, which was one of the oh. top games of the year. RPG of the year. Yeah. Huh? Man, it is it's interesting. It's very interesting. The way it started out, I was like, I'm not too sure about this, but then I got into it. I've, I'm about I'm about two hours into it, but I was like, oh, okay, this is different. This is cool. You really have to think about things in not a traditional RPG sense. Like your mm-hmm. skills and stuff, they're, they're not traditional skills. That's kind of all I can say is they're not traditional skills. They're almost like your friends. They're almost like members of your group, which is hard to – I don't know. It's hard to describe, but these skills so, – yeah. All my abilities are just abilities – but they're yes. not abilities. And they're friends? They're not abilities, no. And everything is a dice roll, too. So every time what? you try to do oh something, my... it really? basically shows a dice on the screen that rolls. 
And at first I was like, well, that's kind of cheesy. But then the more I got into it, I was like, man, I want to see the role, you know? So it, it basically lays out, instead of it being so random, like, you know, like in, uh, like Fallout, if you think you yeah, might yeah. have it, it might do it or whatever, not Fallout. Uh, anyway, so those games where you kind of have to choose where you might have a good chance of getting it, you don't see the dice rolls, but you get to see the oh, dice like rolls. Oh, like XCOM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually get to see the dice rolls in this game. So it's pretty cool so far. I'm going to try to, I've heard it's about a 20 hour game. I'm going to actually try to complete it this weekend. Uh, because I really want to finish it. People keep talking so much, you know, good news about it. So I'm gonna check that out. But the last game I've been playing this week, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite RPGs of all time, and that's Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky. If you have not played Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky and you love JRPGs, you need to make sure that this is on your list like today. I think it's on like ten bucks on Steam right now. It needs to be played by everybody in this world. I love this game. And I can't talk enough about it. I can't wait to finish it. But I'm 24 hours into it. And I'm out of five chapters. I'm just now in chapter two. So it's definitely a long game. But yeah, Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. It's absolutely just awesome. It's it's one of my, getting to be one of my top games of all times. And that's what I've been playing. Uh, tickling my funny bits. Friends and enemies, if you have a game that's been tickling your funny bits, let us know. You know, re reply in Twitter, let us know through Discord messages, or even come to our streams and check us out and let us know what games are tickling your funny bits this past week. Please let us know. <laughs> oh, game releases. Oh, crap. Uh, I don't even know. game releases. Are there any Those... game releases? Oh, you want to know the game releases this week? For the week of whatever this is? <laughs> the week the of 23rd? 23rd, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing coming out. Yay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I gotta say nothing, thank God. <sighs> Yay, nothing. <laughs> Yay. A uh, little joke. Alright, Jesse, this is the time we sell out. Let the good folks of the world know where they can find you on the internet. You can come find me on Pitch.com slash Tapper. You can come find me over the internet at Tapper. And you can come buy my new socks that are all game enhanced with a uh, smell of beef jerky. Jeremy, where can they find you at? Guys, I stream on Mixer several times a week at Mixer.com slash Skyrobi. That's S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. I also have a social media account, which I've been neglecting it lately, but it's there. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Mr. Skyrobi. That's M-R-S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. And we really, really want to wish you guys, if you celebrate or, you know, whatever holidays you, you do celebrate, have a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Enjoy your time with your family. And we will definitely be back for one more podcast, I believe, before the end of the year. And that does it for our time this week. Remember, our goal here at the Arcade Raiders podcast is to deliver our unique perspective into the video gaming world with random musings and discussion. See you next time, folks. Mm -hmm.